Be there by now, John chapter 14. So if you will, in honor of reading God's word, let's stand. The Gospel of John chapter 14. <clears throat> Very familiar scripture. It says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, ye know, and the way you know. And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not where thou goest, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for your word, and I look to you right now that you would bless this. You would just take me, anoint me to speak your word. Lord, bring it to life. Bring it. Make it alive in our, in our hearts and our minds. Your word is alive, Lord, and we just, I just pray, God, that you would take me and just use me as an instrument to just speak your truths and to speak words of comfort and encouragement and hope and to speak words that just glorify and honor you and lift you up. Because, Father, you, you are our everything. And Jesus means all the world to us. So we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. As I looked at this uh, scripture and I read it, I had actually had heard a teaching the other day. And uh, some some stuff that had, had been mentioned here just kind of grabbed my heart, and I just kept looking at it and thinking about it. And uh, I always figure, you know, if something's speaking to me, that there's a, may, it, it might speak to somebody else too. And so I, I, that's my hope here tonight, and, and uh, it was kind of encouraging to me. But uh, as, I, as I read this, and that the first... Uh, the first, the first line there just says, uh, let, let, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. And um, I just want to, first, first of all, just look at that word troubled. And the, the Greek word here says it's, it means to stir or to agitate. And it kind of in parentheses give to, to roll water. So that, that sort of thing. I don't know. I know if y'all were like me when y'all were little, y'all liked to watch a washing machine. You ever like to watch a washing machine in there kicking around and kicking the water and watching them close, how they'll just keep kind of going down in there and uh, that sort of thing. It's, it's like that agitation. I think, I, I'm not sure, you may even call that little apparatus in the center of it, you may even call that the agitator. Is that, have you ever heard that? The, in the watch machine, the agitator? I think that's what it's called. And that, it, it, just, it just keeps that, that water just, just 
stirring like that, you know. And uh, actually, I I I, I think I must have had a, some kind of something with washing machines because I I know I don't look this old, but I remember ringer washers. Are y'all surprised that I even remember a ringer washer? <laughs> y'all not surprised, right? But anyway, I know it just, it just popped in my mind when we were talking about a washing machine, but. I was at my Granny Griffith's house one, one morning before school. I'd stayed up there. And she had a washing machine on the back, <laughs> back porch. And uh, she had fed the clothes to it, through it. And they had, you know, you, you, you stick it in that thing and it would mask all the water out of it. And it fall in the tub, you know. Anyway, she had left it running. And I had, was doing something else, but it was just sitting there running. And I was standing there watching it. And uh, it was kind of neat watching that thing. I have a little fella and I... There was a string had got stuck in there. It was going around and around, stuck to it, that string. And, I, you know, I said, well, you know, I need to get that thing off of there. <laughs> well, I tried. <laughs> so I reached the bed and I kept picking at that thing and trying to get that string. And finally, I didn't get the string, but it got me. <laughs> Folks, it run me. It got my hand. It run me right on up to here. I said, mercy, my, they knew it had me, though. They could hear me. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it didn't let, granny, did, uh, granny didn't let me stay home from school. She put me right on that school bus, just <laughs> crying and carrying on with a hurt arm. It didn't matter. But anyway, I just tell that because I was thinking about that washing machine. But the agitation, that, that, kicking that kicking that water around, to be troubled, just to be stirred. So I... I, I ask this, uh, how many of y'all have had a troubled heart? could say, uh, I've had a troubled heart. Yeah. I wrote these down, just in case you were wondering if you had a troubled heart. Have you ever laid awake unable to shut down your mind, just laying there thinking on saying you could not quit? It had you. You wanted to go to sleep, but you just couldn't go to sleep. Something, something was agitating. Something was stirring inside. You just couldn't hardly get it settled down. Let me ask you this. <coughs> Have you ever been doing something, maybe just in a closet or maybe in a shower or just doing something and you caught yourself standing there just looking at nothing and seeing nothing and realizing after a while that you've been standing there for about five minutes and you're just thinking about something that's got your heart because your heart is troubled. Have you ever kind of avoided being around people because you had tears right behind your eyes that you could feel just wanted to come out real easy? Have you ever been there? Troubled heart. And here's one too, man. Have you ever been to get a gathering, maybe a family party or 
anniversary, something, you know, just a great, everybody together, everybody glad to be there, everybody having fun, having a good time, except you. And you're just kind of over there, and you just, you just can't get into it because there's something troubling. There's something troubling. Y'all said you've been there. You've been there. Yes, things, it's, it's life. And I believe that a troubled heart, those type of things, are inevitable. They're inevitable. They're going to come. See, you got, you got people that you care about. You got loved ones that you care about. Lost. Wayward children. That'll trouble your heart. That'll, that'll give you something to worry about. You can have financial things. What do you do when you, you lose your job? You know, you, you wonder what's going to happen. You lose your job. You don't have any insurance. You know, your finances. Maybe bad investments. You got a troubled heart. What about, uh, have you ever been betrayed by somebody? Wow. Betrayal's tough. Hey, especially if it's a spouse. Been betrayed. People's been there. Maybe a good fa- uh, maybe a family member. A good friend, someone you counted on. And they... They betrayed you. They stuck in, but they may they may even be the reason that you you're in financial problems. They could have beat you out or something, or swindled you, or whatever. You know, just a betrayal. How about life and death situations? Loved ones battling stuff, or maybe your own self. Just seeing your people you love hurting. These troubled hearts are it's inevitable if you're in this life. And then also, what about the just the unknown? What's going to happen because I've lost a job, or because what? What about what about this person? Will they ever be saved? What's going to happen here? And I love them dearly. All of these these these, these things. This is just. It's life, isn't it, folks? It's just, it's just reality. It's life. But thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God that he has a plan. He has a purpose for my life. He has a future for me. And it's, and it's so much more and so much bigger than this life and what I'm going through and what I'm experiencing in this life. It's a lot bigger than my, tr- my troubled heart. Amen? Y'all with me tonight? Yeah. But uh, I, I find it interesting, you know, when I read that, and it, it said, let not your heart be troubled. And 
you wonder just just what does just how much does that mean uh, don't let it be troubled what kind of what can what kind of person am i if i'm allowing my heart to be troubled we could we could kind of if we wanted to we could jump on folk about that about their faith and such as that but i think you probably would be be wrong if you will go to john chapter 11 because I want to look at this just and in, in work, work my way into it. John chapter 11. Verse, uh, this is uh, John chapter 11 is where uh, Lazarus has died and, and Jesus has come and the Mary and Martha are all tore up because Jesus is four days late. And uh, how many of y'all realize Jesus ain't never been late? But we always say he was four days late. <laughs> he wasn't four days. He was, he was right on time. <laughs> Whew, that's the good thing about Jesus. No matter what my troubled heart may be doing or telling me, he, Jesus is right on time. He's still Jesus. He ain't got behind or nothing ain't happened that he can't take care of. Right? Verse 33 says, When Jesus therefore saw her talking about Mary weeping, and the Jews were also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in spirit and was what? He was what? Troubled. Jesus was troubled. Do you, do you think that's what that means? Is that Jesus was troubled? And yet he tells me, let not your heart be troubled. That's just a question. And y'all waiting for an answer, aren't you? From a poor, dumb fella like me. No, but it is good to know whenever I can go and I look in the Bible and I see the Word of God and it says Jesus was troubled. See, folks, we need to try, I think we need to really understand Jesus was a physical man. He was a man. He was a man with a, with a beating heart, with blood running through his veins. That hurt, that sweated, that got tired, that felt pain, that was troubled. Who wept, who cried. But I'm so thankful that he did because, you know what? He knows how I feel. Jesus knows how you feel. He knows when you've got a troubled heart, he knows what a troubled heart feels like. Chapter 12. Chapter 12, verse 27. Here's Jesus talking again. In verse 27 it says, in chapter 12, 27 it says, Now is my soul troubled. My soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I in unto this hour. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It just seems like Jesus is real honest here. My soul is troubled. I, my trouble is there. In my flesh, and I want to just cry out, Lord, deliver me 
from this. Because folks, he was carrying a terrible load for me and for you. And he was troubled. This body, this flesh was troubled. My soul is troubled. And, I, and, and, it, and it wants to be delivered and save me, but this is the reason that I came. I came to do this. So it's good to know that I serve someone, my Savior, my God, my high priest, Knows how I feel. He knows how I feel. I don't know about y'all. I find good comfort in knowing that. That it ain't just, he ain't got a clue what I'm talking about. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Hey, that old song, Tears Are a Language That God Understands. You know why? Because he shed tears himself. He knows. Just troubled. He was troubled. So, also in chapter 13, chapter 13, verse 21. And I, let me, I, and as I think about this, I may not, it might, a lot of times when I think of something, I better say it right then or it's gone forever. But <laughs> I thought this here would be real good homework for you. It's to read before Easter. Read these five chapters here in John 13 through 17. Good. That's, uh, it's the upper room when he was up there. It's, it's, this is what, this is, it, that, all of that's what was, was going on there and what he did. It, I, that, would be a good, that would be a real good read for you. I think you would really enjoy doing that and, and to read those five chapters, 13, John 13 through 17, before, before Easter. In uh, 13, 21, it says, And when Jesus had said this, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. You ever been betrayed? Just ask it. People have. Jesus has. But it was troubling. It was, it was, it was troubling. So, <coughs> when I, as I think about it, <coughs> don't listen. And I wrote this, said, don't listen <coughs> if someone tries to, to make you believe that a, a troubled heart is sin. That having a troubled heart is sin. How many of y'all believe that our Lord and Savior was sinless? Did he have a troubled soul? Did he have it? It wasn't sin, was it? Now here's the, here's the, here's the deal. A troubled heart has led many people to sin. A troubled heart has led many people to sin. And that's the reason I think that Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. I know that troubles come, and I know that your heart can be troubled. But see, it's, it's what you do. It's what you do in these times of trouble, it's what you do when you have this troubled heart. How do you handle that? You, you handle it somehow or other, you know. Some people, some people sit down and write sad songs, you know. Some people grab a guitar and play the blues. 
because their heart's troubled. As a matter of fact, I had a fabulous guitar player tell me one time, he says, I'm feeling too good to play the blues. Kind of got to have that troubled heart. The fizz is there. Is there. You know, trouble in mind, I'm blue, but I won't be blue always because the sun's going to shine at my back door one day. Boy, it's just songs about the troubled in mind and those type things. What do you do? <clears throat> First thing, though, before I get there, is I want us to, what can a, what can a troubled heart do to you? See, what can it do to you? And I just, I just wrote these things down. Um, first thing, a troubled heart can rob you of your joy. A troubled heart can rob you of your joy. You know that, that person sitting over in the corner in the party? And sometimes it might have been you that has robbed you of your joy. A troubled heart. And folks, I'm telling you, and I just realized, you can be there uh, uh, because of a multitude of different things. Can you? you know, I just spoke of some. That's <coughs> what a, a troubled heart can do. Actually, it can, if you let her hang on there long enough, it can bring adverse physical problems. I can run you, I mean, it, it, it can do it. It can do it. It also, and here's, like I said, it can lead you to sin. It, a troubled heart, if not dealt with, if not, if you do something with it, you know, it can lead you to make foolish and hurtful choices. There's been, there's been many people made stupid mistakes and choices when their heart when it was troubled over something. When it was, there was turmoil there. Deep within. See, it's, the, the, when we talk about it, that's down within us, in our heart, in our soul, in our spirit, as is mentioned. It's, it's within us. This, this toiling, tur, turmoil, and this, the, whatever's happening. And whatever it is, it may not affect somebody else and may not affect them like it is you. But it's your heart. So it's your heart. It's, it's my heart. And whenever my heart is troubled over things and things that I say, I, you know, I can, sometimes I can look at things and it don't trouble me so much. Tony can look at it and it be sad, <laughs> troubles her. See, we're different. We're different. But we all have those troubles. And what you do with them, because if you just let them sit there, eventually they'll, they'll take you to where you'll make a mistake or bad choices. You know, how many, how many people have had troubled hearts, things that happened in their life that bring trouble into their heart that just, just peel off and just go, go pitch a drunk? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm see, what it, we, we want it, we want to stop it. We want to stop it. We don't want it there anymore. We don't want the troubled heart. We don't want the hurt. See, we, the, the hurts and the habits and the hang-ups, all these, we don't want them. We, don't, we, we want to try to get, a, get rid of them. 
that they're not really there. I tell you, drugs and alcohol don't get rid of them. Now it can just it can it can it can alleviate your your your, your pain for a while. But it do, you still haven't done anything about the troubled heart. The troubled heart is keep keep on making another mistake and another mistake and another mistake because of a troubled heart and a hurt that was done in the past that you never have gotten straight and got it right. That's what a troubled heart can do for you. So the best thing is handle it right. And he says, let not your heart be troubled. In other words, <clears throat> it was said, it was actually what it said here is stop letting your heart be troubled. Stop letting it. Stop letting that happen. Yes, it, they come. There's things happen that can trouble our, trouble our heart and bring us trouble. Jesus admitted, he knows that. But what he's saying is know what to do with it. Know how to stop it. Know how to handle it right. And move on. And not let it, not it, not let it run you or control you or cause you to do what you do. The, the stupid things that people do because they are hurt or been hurt or got a heart that they never have dealt with right and the problems and things that have happened and they continually keep on. And that's the joy of a Christian. You do have a place to go. You do have a place to take your troubled heart. And you need to take it there. Boy, I tell you, our society is bogged down with people with troubles, troubled hearts. I don't know. If you're not there, if you haven't experienced it much, you know, all I can tell you to do is say praise God because there's a lot of people that are sure hurting, struggling. But it can lead you to foolish and hurtful choices. And it also, to me, and this is just me, I sit and I think of, because I know my own self, I look at my own self, things that I've been through, it can change who you are. <coughs> it can change who you are. And, I, and you say, well, I, what do you mean that? It can change your personality. It can change who God has created you to be. You're, you're no longer that because of the the troubled heart and the things that you're doing. Sometimes, hey, sometimes a troubled heart, if a troubled heart is, is, is stayed there in a person long enough, it can take a person who has all of their life been a sweet, kind person, all of a sudden they're mean. And you don't know why. You ever, you ever, heard, you ever heard of such a thing as that? And it's like, that's just not who... That's just not them, you know. See, it can, or the you, you, it, it'll take a person that's just always had this this bubbly, outreaching, happy personality, people person, to just draw up and not you know, and just stay away, that sort of thing. So that's what a troubled heart. It's really. It's real. It's real. And it can do damage. But Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. I think it's good. I think, I think 
I just think we, we, we need to hear this. If, if we don't need to hear it if, if for our own sake, maybe we need to hear it for someone else. Because it's, it's real life. It's real life. So then, my next thing as we, we look at this is what it can do. But then my, my, my third thing here is what to, what to do. What can you do with a troubled heart? We, we've seen what a troubled heart can do to you. But now what can you do with a troubled heart? And that's where come in to what I read here when Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Now who's he talking to? Let's keep, that's where context comes in good, right? That's where you look around and see what's happening. Now I told you to read what, 13, chapter 13 through 17? <coughs> 13th beginning, the upper room, uh, the last supper. Uh, we know it as the last supper. Keep in mind, these guys here didn't realize that this is the Last Supper. <laughs> they're, not, they're not there saying, well, we're, 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 all going, we're all ganging up for the Last Supper. They don't know that. But I do want you to understand as you read chapter 13, something is happening here. This is, if, if we, I'll just quickly go through it. This is where Jesus, when he got through eating, got up and put a towel around him and went and washed their feet, Right? He kneels down and washes their feet like a servant, like a slave, the one that would do that. They say, this is, this is strange. This, is, this, this feels strange. This looks strange. And then Peter, he's the one that says, Lord, just, just wash me all over then. And, he just, and then he says, no, you don't need to just have your feet washed. You know, Peter, this this is, this is strange here. And then we get on, we get on and, and read on over. And if you look in, in about chapter 13, verse 13, I mean verse 18 here in chapter 13. It says, I speak not of you all. I know whom I've chosen, but that the scriptures may be fulfilled. He that lifted, eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Now, see, this was, that was in his heart. He knew that he knew that he, Jesus knew Judas was there. He's, there's that trouble, that trouble there with Jesus. This is this is all coming down. It's coming to what God wants it to be, but within it all is troubling things that not, we don't know what's happening. We don't know about the unknown. God is still working. There's things I don't know. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know things. There's things I don't know, but I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry. And then Jesus, then Jesus tells them, one of you are going to betray me. I mean, try to think of the, the atmosphere here in this upper room. And Jesus is doing this stuff, and they're, they're thinking, you know, this, this is strange. Something's, he's, he's acting funny. This is, and, and he tells them a lot of stuff here. And they're thinking, man, we, we have followed this man for three years. And this, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And he's talking about, maybe, that, maybe one of them, maybe one of them done accused one of the other. So I bet it's probably you that'll be the one that'll betray him. They could have been fussing about that. I know Peter was asking, John asked him who it was. And then on top of that, and you get down about verse uh, 33, it says, little children, yet am I, yet a little while and I am with you, and you shall seek me. But he's, he's leaving. He's, he's, he's going to leave them. He lets them know that, I, that I'm going to leave. And that where I'm going, you can't go. 
Wow. I mean, this is, put yourself there in the upper room. All of that's going on. And they don't, they don't know what's happening. I would imagine, would, would you think that these guys probably have got a troubled heart? They don't know. Somebody's going to betray. He's, he's going to leave, he says. Even in verse 30, he says, Or whether I go, thou cannot follow me now. You can't follow me, but I'm leaving. Well, we talk, they don't know what he's talking about or where he's going. And so Peter, on top of that, Peter, he goes ahead and says, Well, Lord, why can't I go with you now? I'm willing to go with you even to death. I'll go. And he says, Peter, Peter, <laughs> you're going to deny me before breakfast. There's, there's troubled times in the upper room. There's troubled hearts. What is going on? This is nuts. It's nuts. And see, but chapter 13 and 14, you, 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 you didn't even need to really need to put a chapter 14 there because he's still right there in the same place in the upper room. And all of that turmoil there, <coughs> he says, let not your heart be troubled. I would imagine, because he's looking around, looking at a bunch of folks with troubled hearts, wondering what in the world's going on and what's going to happen here. And he says, let not your heart be troubled. So what does, what does, that, what does that look like? Why would Jesus say that? Well, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I am God. I love the fact, <clears throat> there's one of them here in seven. But I love the fact that Jesus said, you know, before, before Abraham was, I am. I am. The same. In other words, I'm the same I am that told Moses in the burning bush when he said, who are you? And God said, just tell him, I am. I'm everything. I'm all self-sufficient. I'm outside of time. I'm God. I am. Jesus is saying, I am. I'm God. You believe in God? Believe also in me. In other words, take your troubled heart. Let not your, don't, stop letting your heart be troubled. Turn your eyes on me. Look to me. That's, what, that's, that's the answer for a troubled heart. Wow, you say, well, that, that's just old, that, that, that's just church talk. That's, that's just church talk. Man, I ain't got a job. I don't know, I ain't got insurance on my young. I just a few minutes ago delivered a big can of formula to a, a girl who had none and had a baby and nowhere to get him. I could tell her, turn her eyes towards Jesus. 
She may say, you know, you need to bring me something better than that. But that's the best thing I got. I can give her the formula, but it'll be gone. But if she turns her eyes on Jesus, because I'll tell you, that girl's heart was troubled. Her heart was troubled. But Jesus is the one who can straighten that out. Turn your eyes to him. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't let your heart be troubled. You turn to him. You turn to him. Believe in me. Because he goes on to say, and why, 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 what, what is he saying now? Let's keep, let's, he's, talking, he's talking to a bunch of men who's in an uproar, <coughs> whose hearts are troubled. He's telling them, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. Believe in me. I'm going to take care of this. Listen, I'm going to take care of my troubled heart. That's what Jesus said. I'm going to take care of my troubled heart. Yeah, my trouble, my soul is troubled, but I'm going to take care of it. You believe in me, in God, you believe in me. And I'm going to handle it. I'm going to handle my troubled heart so that I'll be able to handle yours. So that you'll be able to bring yours to me whenever I do what I have to do. And I'm going to. So let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. See, look at it like in my Father's house. In my Father's house are many mansions, or in other words, there's many rooms, which in a way you kind of like many rooms. You know, you. It don't really kind of, it don't, I don't know it's cool what you think about when you think about a house, but you don't, think about a, you don't think about a mansion being inside a house. But in my father's house are many rooms. Now when I think about my daddy's house, it's good to know I've got a room in his house. Amen? Don't that make you feel good? I have a room in his house. I have many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. He's told them, don't let your heart be troubled. Look at me. Look at me. See, I have a plan. I got a plan. I got a purpose. Yeah, and, and, and I'm preparing a place. That if it, were, if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. I've got a plan. I've got a purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm preparing a place. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Wow, he's, and he just, he just got through telling them, listen about it, think about it. He just told them, I'm going to leave, and you can't go with me. Now. But I've got to do what I've got to do. I've got to handle this. I know what a troubled heart is. I know what a troubled soul is. And I'm taking it to the Father. And I am God in the flesh. And I'm doing what, what I'm doing is so that you will not have to have that troubled heart. You have a place to take that troubled heart. You can carry that troubled heart to me. So you don't have to let your heart be in, in anything, nothing. I don't care. You say, yeah, but this is what's happening. Take it to him. And you know what, it's, what he's actually saying when he's talking about this? He says, stop and stop thinking about right now 
and you think about the future. You think about the plan that I have. I am preparing a place. As a matter of fact, it, it, I wrote this down somewhere. Take your, take your troubled heart. Now listen. Take your troubled heart out of the present and place it in the eternal. Did you get it? Put it under the light of eternity. If you will do that, I, that right there will do a lot in easing that troubled heart. Because folks, I want to tell you something. Think about it. Today, right now as I speak, those in heaven can laugh at the troubles they endured while they were in this life. Place it on eternity. Look at it. Look at me. There's more to life than this. There's troubles in this life. I promise you that. I know what it feels like. But I am the one who can deliver you of that. I handled my, I handled my troubles. And I can handle your troubles. Bring them to me. If you don't allow, if you don't do that, they can cause you problems. They can make you sick. They can make you make mistakes. They can make you act like an idiot. Take your troubled heart to the Lord. Don't let it make you a mean person. Don't let it make you a recluse. Amen? Take your troubled heart to me. You believe in God, believe also in me. Place it. Place it to eternity. It doesn't mean. Folks, there's people that were martyred through history for the cause of Christ who had to stand there and watch their children tortured and killed before they were killed. Do you know that that doesn't mean anything that doesn't at all to them today? They are in heaven. If they can even think about it, it, does, it doesn't matter. You say, wow, that's crazy. Well, I'm telling you, it, put, it, put it up against eternity. It's not as important many times as we think it is once you start looking at eternity. And that's what he's saying. That's what he, listen, y'all don't understand what's going on here. You, you, had a, you thought you knew what was happening. You thought you were fixing to be a part of a, a, a takeover government here. This, all of this stuff, it's not turning out that way. You didn't understand. Hey, folks, they say, I don't understand. God's still God. And then whenever I run into stuff that troubles me, I got I, the Word has told me, don't let it be troubled. Look to Jesus. I'm the one with the plan. I'm, I, hey, I'm, I'm preparing a place. Folks, in six days, He created everything we see in its magnificence. How long has he been working on my place? Huh? He said, I'm going to prepare a place. I don't know if he's still working on it. I can assure you right now, that's going to be a fine place. Are y'all, you, y'all think we're going to be dissatisfied? When we roll in and you look around and say, well, I was expecting a little more than this. I don't think that's going to happen. Do you? No. Time to come on up. But I have a plan and a place. Jesus handled his troubles. He handled his troubled heart. He can handle ours. Let not your heart be troubled. And I love looking at that tonight. And seeing that Jesus, yeah, Jesus knows what troubles are. He knows. 
He knows how your heart and your spirit, you know, you can get troubled. He knows how hurtful and painful it is. And for this old flesh, you got to have some relief. Because he said, man, I'd, I'd love to say, take it, save me from this hour. But I know that God's got a plan. And it's going to be okay. And he's telling him, guys, y'all need to trust me. It's going to be okay. What I'm doing is a lot better than what you thought I was going to do. A lot better than what you thought I was going to do. So as I leave it, and I think about this just quickly. A troubled heart's inevitable in this life. It's not sin of itself, but it could lead you there. Don't allow it to control you and make you what you shouldn't be. And always put it under the light of eternity and allow Jesus to handle it. It's sure you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. The problem may not change quickly or overnight, but you can do something about the heart. You may not can do nothing about the trouble, but you can do something about the heart. Do something about the heart. It's so good to know that I have Jesus. I have Jesus. And if you're here tonight, troubled hearts, wow. If I ask you to raise your hand right now, do you have a troubled heart right now? There's people in their heart who know I need to raise my hand. And we pray for you. But tonight, if you hear, if God is speaking to your heart about this, this salvation, may, what if you got a troubled heart about salvation? You can't do nothing about that. Of yourself, you got to bring that to Jesus. And I ask you to do that tonight. Let's stand, if you will. I'm opening the altar up, and you just may want to just come pray and just lay that 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 heart to Jesus. Come and put it. Say, Lord, I know that that you're bigger than this, and that you're outside of time, and you're in eternity. Time. <coughs> Turn your eyes to Jesus and look full in His wonderful face. That's what this scripture here is about. A troubled heart, take it to Jesus. In the light of His glory and grace. Let's just keep singing it. Sing that over again. I encourage you. Just pray. Take this time to pray. Somebody you may know that right now is going through some struggles with a heavy heart. It won't hurt a thing in the world if you just ask the Lord right now to bless them, and to touch them, and to help them.
Let that speak to you. Let's sing through it one more time. Sing through that little chorus one more time. Just let that just touch your heart and bless you. That the things of this earth just grow dim compared to his light, compared to eternity. God, we thank you for your glory and grace. Thank you that, Lord, when we turn our eyes to you, that the things of this world will grow strangely dim. But, Lord, if we, we look hard at the troubles of this world, then you become strangely dim in our lives. Help us see and know and understand that. This is temporary. These troubled, these troubled hearts are temporary. And the things that are troubling our heart, are the, you're the only one that can change them or do something about them. And help us to know and understand that and not focus on that problem or that trouble, but to turn our eyes towards Jesus and let Him work with our troubled heart and take care of the trouble that has caused that pain that hurt deep within our heart. Father God, how oh, we thank you. Thank you for your word, for your spirit. Mm, just the truth of knowing that you're there. Mm, the reality of a living God who loves me, has provided me a Savior through his only begotten Son, has proven his love for me, and has promised to always be with me and never leave me or forsake me. To know that you're there. Oh, how I thank you and praise you. Thank you, Lord, for this body of believers here. I pray your special blessing upon them. Protect them, Lord, and we come into this weekend and this Easter service. Thank you for a risen Savior. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you who had that troubled heart. The one who had that troubled heart who went all, all the way, <coughs> performed the Father's will, so that I could go free. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for being here tonight. And as we close out, Brother Trevor, would you close us in prayer?